Welcome to the Hearts, Conspiracies and UFOs podcast. My name is Jarvie and safe to say a lot has happened over the last fortnight for us to get through. The Pentagon has confirmed that crafts not made on planet Earth have been discovered and equally as unbelievable, we have witnessed with our own eyes Peter Haring actually running with his own feet at the Orium today. Unbelievable. And to go through a shit ton of news, rumours and conspiracies with me, I am joined once again by Simon. Hello. Paddy. Hello. And a man who had a very special birthday this week, Hammy. Hello. <laughs> Hammy, do you mind me saying what age you are? Or are you, is, it like, is it like asking a wee old wife and she's like, didn't he say my age, son? I'm absolutely fine with you saying it. 30 years old. It's the Congratulations. same age as Cleva Dicamona. Apparently. Did you have a good one? I did. It was very good. I... Um... Spent quite a lot of time in the pubs last week and I've essentially been recovering from that since. Um, I'm going to be getting a bit of a, there's a theme going on with me at the moment with pubs and hangovers lasting until the new weeks, but there you go. <laughs> Just the hungover has a lot of uh, A lot of uh, scanning QR codes for menus and such things and signing into places and it's pretty... It's Get pretty your different. temperature taken. <sighs> <laughs> that's the point Paddy you were close to not getting into the Gorgie suite a couple of weeks ago you were like just, a full two degrees hotter than us <laughs> I was just saying temperature is harmony thank you very much well, not, not spreading any. anything but love <laughs> until I have a drink in me and it's all hate <laughs> <laughs> Aye, you can say that again um, Simon we've not recorded for two weeks you've been up to much nothing <laughs> <laughs> Still loving lockdown. I'm missing the gym. I do, I do, I do want the gyms to be back open. That sounds like of no personality, but I just have no motivation when I'm not going to a gym. Yeah, no, I'm a bit the same. I usually, I usually go before work, and that's just well at the window now. I was doing a few Courtney Blacks in the house before. Oh, I, she's, so she's so intense, man. She's so intense. I hate her, but it spurs you on. Oh, Aye. not spurred. <laughs> <laughs> no, up the arse. Um, aye, the, the Courtney Blacks have went long, long since out the window as well. Just sitting fested in a way. Um, probably the biggest news to come out over the last fortnight. Um, the, the court outcome... Izuchi that is about to get game time. <laughs> <laughs> aye, we'll talk about Uchi and his uh, international call-up. In a moment, we'll see about that. Um, but I think just after we, we recorded the last podcast, I'm sure it was, um, uh, the court outcome, which came as no real surprise that it was confirmed we'd be playing in the championship, especially considering it was just days before the premiership starting. Um, but the big the big shock to us all was the lack of compensation. Um, Paddy, you made quite a, a bold claim, expecting £10 million in the bank and um, set expectations quite high for quite a lot of our listeners. You must be quite <laughs> devastated that uh, we're getting not a penny. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologise to my wife and family. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was out by 10 million. <laughs> no, even a pound. <laughs> No, it's a shocker. Um, Hammy, what's your thoughts on it? I thought we would have got something. I mean, I think when it when it got to arbitration, it was, uh, you know, it was, that was it, really. We weren't going to win that. And then, but, like, we've, we're losing out on 11 games. Maybe, maybe less than that. I don't know. We're only getting 27 games. So it's, I thought we would have got something, even a wee, you know, 50 grand now shut up type thing. But, to come away with absolutely nothing's a bit shan. Yeah. 
Simon, going back to the, the away up in, a day up in Gorgie again, what a night. <laughs> the stories continue. Uh, the, the inside source there told us that there was a settlement offer on the table, um, which was in the millions. Did you think that was real? Well, obviously not. I mean, nah. I think I think as soon as it went to arbitration, we we were fools to think we'd get anything. Um, just a bit of a joke, and when it's someone else, we'll be like, "Told you so." When it's someone else who needs the support of the other teams in the league and is going up against the SFA, as it will happen, mm-hmm. because the SFA are so rubbish, they're bound to rub someone else up the wrong way. And we just kind of have to go, well, told you so. I mean, you've seen it already. We've got no sponsor for the league. Mm-hmm. We've got no real plan with the Scottish Cup. I know they've put out dates in that, but... That's a farce and all that. Aye. <laughs> Can I just We've say that? Nae, I'm not... nae, no league streaming service. Every club's had to do it individually. We've got no contracts with any other country in Europe to show the Scottish League apart from in England and Sky Sports. Yeah. And he's getting... Almost half a million pound a year. To do what? Nothing. <laughs> like, what was he doing? <laughs> I know. And for Doncaster to go on, on Sky Sports and say he was delighted to see it all over, all the court proceedings, yeah. and he was delighted with the way the shape Scottish football's in going into the season ahead. It's unbelievable. Um, Paddy, you were going to say something there. Hopefully, it was fuck the SFA. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes without saying nowadays. Um, I just, I, I'm not sure that guy existed anymore, to be honest with you. I think that might have been the ghost of Craig Levine past. <laughs> yeah. We've got the present well. and future to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds bleak. Aye, the whole thing's a farce, no compensation. Um, just to touch on what the news this week, oh, I can't remember how much money it was now, the Foundation of Hearts, it was totaled in 1 million. 150. 150 grand a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, income to the Foundation of Hearts, which is unbelievable. Right, that's phenomenal. 1,800,000 a year. Hopefully that adds up. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a huge amount of money. When you think on top of that, every other club just relies on ticket sales and our, well, we don't even have a sponsor, but sponsor money, competition money, and we've got an extra 1,800,000 in the bank a year. It's crazy. And yes, everybody else is signing players at the moment. Yes, we'll, we'll see. We'll go on to the once we get up into that UFO, we'll start talking about transfers now that the jet um, is uh, just gonna looking at the skies for players. Happen, <laughs> Nielsen. Um, right, we'll see what happens there. Controlling the airwaves. Right, it's such a hard time for Hearts to be signing players, but because we don't start till October the seventeenth. Yeah, you really can only buy players from other championship teams that could potentially be interested or good enough. Exactly. We're going to talk about some players that it's been reported in the paper, not that we're linked with, but almost like suggested players. Um, But they're playing for Scottish Premiership clubs. So imagine they would just leave their squad now to go back into pre-season for nine weeks. It's crazy. I know you I see these suggested players articles and I just think reminds me of when you used to just play FIFA and you'd go, Oh, he'd be great. He'd be great. I just think of Aye. Annie. He'd be class, <laughs> but there's no point in writing an article about it. I know. I like one of the names, I think one of them's a good shot. Or two of them actually. We'll I'm sure he's not gonna write about players that would be terribly if they came to hearts. A list of ten players hearts shouldn't sign, that almost one hundred percent exists. <laughs> like who cares who yeah. cares a list of 10 diseases you don't want to catch <laughs> I know yeah, that's true um, Paddy speaking about diseases <laughs> the new Hearts Away Top came out this week um, which is <laughs> safe to say faced heavy criticism for it's bland and blue design um, there's been a lot of shouts for it just to be changed right now to a training kit what do you think about this? Um, it's one of the worst tops I've ever seen. And I, I generally do think that. Given how good the home top is, and that we're still going to be using that black third kit, which is phenomenal, why have they just... They must have got bored. They must have got bored when designing it and gone, well, we've given them two good kits, so 
Mm. We'll just give a crap away one. I, I, I agree with making it a training top because it looks like a training top. Yeah, it does. I think the, maybe the Umbro design team's still on furlough. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Along with whoever sponsors Rangers as well. <laughs> Good story. There's been uproar about the, the Hermes deliveries today. I think there's been, <laughs> there's been uh, Celtic delivery drivers, clearly, and they've been like stabbing holes through the Castori bags and everything. <laughs> Rangers fans going daft on Twitter. Um, what about, I think everyone's seen the, the prototype paddy, the one with the, the kind of darker blue or black pinstripes. That would have been a that's a great uh, show, isn't it? It's one of our most iconic strips ever. Yeah, exactly. Why they couldn't just do that? I feel like there's bigger problems at Hearts. Oh, there definitely is, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I, I would have this bought is that. more consumer buy... advice now. If you're going to buy a strip, buy the home or the third one, not the away one. Uh, <laughs> so the the Martin Lewis podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are here for you. We are here to talk about Hearts football kits. Um, Make uh, your money go further. <laughs> so that was the, uh, that's the, the shitty Hearts top. I think there should be, maybe we should start a petition on behalf of the podcast to try and get, actually change their training kit. Didn't, didn't You'd really only have, have three signatures to be fair. I, I think it's bad, but I think, who cares? <laughs> um Simon, on news that I know that you care about, uh, the news this week that Uche will be getting game time for the Hearts, as reported in the papers. And the, the Ugandan coach has been kind of reporting that um, and saying that he can help them reach the 2022 World Cup. I mean, every faith in the man. All, all, all omens part, point to, what was it, 15 goals? <laughs> 15 goals. I told you. I told you, you'll get 15 in the first game and then you're paying for my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the way people are, people are talking about this, Uchi's got 15 in the first five games and Jarvie is paying for your Christmas at the moment. No, I'm, I'm a wee bit scared. I just, I can't see, I, we'll be playing with like two or three up top. Like say two wide men and Uchi will play in the middle. But I, I really can't see, that would mean Liam Boyce playing wide and Boyce will be playing every game. I just you play him on the left like Arsenal do with Aubameyang. <laughs> Let him come in. Comparing Aubameyang to Liam Boyce. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it just did. Well, wow. that's fair enough. I'd love to see it. At the end of the day, we're gonna be, well, we should be just in about the box for 90 minutes a game, home and away next season. So I'd be happy with Boyce and Ducci in the box. We'll see. I think it would be Naismith and Uchi up front. Uh, sorry, Boyce and Na- um, Uchi up front with Naismith in behind. I think right, we can afford to do that. Right, to be honest, if Uchi goes and gets 30 goals in a season, and I'll you 150 quid. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy paying it, but <clears throat> fucking hell, that would be some season. Should we... <laughs> <laughs> we can maybe make an agreement depending on how it goes further into the season. See if he gets like 60 goals. <laughs> <laughs> You're bankrupt to me. Remortgage my house. Simon actually owed your house. Uh, let, let's not cap it because I don't want it to be capped under because there's a good chance he's just back up. He just comes off the bench 25 times and you have to give me like <laughs> 100 quid. So. I mean, I'm capped at, I'm capped at 150 quid. Like, if he pays 25 games and scores no goals, which is worst case, but like Paddy says, if Uchi gets over 30 goals, it's just... Don't, don't cap it, honestly, because he will not score 30 goals next season. No, there's no way he's going to score 15. Like, I am literally <laughs> no bothered my arse with anybody, but... Football's a strange place, though. In fact, Simon, if Uchi scores 30 goals, I'll start giving you £50 a goal. <laughs> <laughs> you are digging yourself a hole here you will not get out of. You think in league games, in 27 league games, you think Uchi will score 30 goals? He's going I up don't against know. Like oh, part time teams. Right, leave the Smokies alone. Actual Bobby fish Lin. playing. Bobby Lynn Ballandor. Can't wait to see him next season. Aye. 
I'm excited for the Uchi bit. It's just a shame it's still so far away. <laughs> I don't know, man. Although I did get fanny flutters when I seen the video of Peter Harren running. No, oh, no. I thought, fucking yes. Right. To be fair, it looks like he was blown at his arse after half a lap. Oh, That's good to see him back. <laughs> I, I thought his strides were a bit long for his hamstring, like. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. You've got to wonder. And uh, John Sewer was sporting a proper gel slick back. Did you see that? Uh, it was very, um, was it Jed Trump Jr.? Or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Looked a bit Trumpian. Yeah, it did. Maybe that's why he got in the course. Aye. I think he's talking about it. that. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's grown it on Nielsen. We'll see how we headbands come in by January time. Long throws. <laughs> He'll be the Maldini of the championship. <laughs> right, so we've had Aubameyang and now Maldini. <laughs> His heart's well, next season. I'll do see if John Sutton ever got injured, man. We're no group of fans to, to get ahead ourselves, so let's just, <laughs> let's just everyone calm down. I saw someone say on Twitter earlier on that we were going to win the Scottish Cup. We probably won't. We probably <laughs> we probably will get beat off Hibs and it will be extremely embarrassing. See, so if but, we win the Scottish know, Cup, do we get into Europe? Because that's no, going to be a bit awkward. No, no it doesn't. It's it. uh, more good work from the SFA there. <laughs> to be fair, Gretna got in. <laughs> you know I mean, I <laughs> like they have to cut. They have to stop it at some point. And Yogi Hughes, uh, Inverness side, they were in Europe as well. They never got relegated, but from within the Scottish Cup, they were in Europe. Absolute scenes. Um, Hammy, let's have a wee word about COVID. So, quite funny actually. Ross County were meant to play Hibs. Uh, like a week before the Premiership starting there. And it got postponed because the COVID test results never came back in time. So they drove three and a half hours from Dingwall, <laughs> arrived at the Hibs training centre, and then found out that the test results never came. So they just had to drive three and a half hours back up the fucking road. Um, with COVID and testing, I mean, is, do you reckon we're going to see games postponed at some point this season, either the Premiership or the Championship? Are we going to see big game, big players missing, you know, one to three games? Do you think this is really going to affect the game? Um, I mean, it, it definitely could, but this, I guess, that's why they have these friendlies and all that, so they can they can double check the the capacity that they've got and you know iron out these issues. I know there was a, there was a problem with Rangers as well. It turned out that they played even though they didn't have test results. So it's. Again, it sort of looks to me like the SPFL and the SFA are sort of leaving all the responsibilities on behalf of the teams. And, you know, as we've quite rightly seen, teams are just going to look after themselves. So, oh, he's not got a test result. I mean, yeah. Didn't he tell anyone? Just go. Um, so, they need, to, they need to get a hold of that quickly. I think by the time the championship comes in, where I think it'll be a bigger issue, especially with League One and League Two, where teams are, are needing to pay for this at the moment, it's twice weekly, but probably be back to once weekly. By then, you've got to hope that maybe it'll be down to once a month testing or only symptomatic testing. Um, but if it is, if it starts ramping up a bit and you're expecting League One, League Two teams to test twice a week, there's not a chance in hell they'll be able to do that. It's just, it won't happen. Yeah, it's a good point, especially with the kind of part part-time teams as well you know yeah. they're only getting together you know three nights a week or whatever it may be it's going to be tricky well i think yeah. um i think hollywood's already a bit annoyed with fans gathering at, um some games already so yeah i'm sh- sure sturgeon was saying something about fans gathering yeah. today um so I, I mean it's not inconceivable that sport has to actually get pulled again you look at other countries, they've got to the points where if the league hadn't ended, it would be getting pulled in Spain, for example. Uh, With what Simon was saying as well, I think Nicola Sturgeon will have no issues as well, telling them it's not. No, nah. nah, nah, not at all. She won't no care. Issues. Hopefully not down... a game. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half time and comes on the pitch, comes right? <laughs> Takes the ball home. Yes, I've been warned. <laughs> Get the fucking noise done. 
Um, I mean, I guess by the time October comes around, even the technology might all change. There was a, a boy on, on the news this morning, but he's developed the, the new testing system that gives you results back in just an hour and a half, which is incredible. So who knows where we'll be by October? Um, are you you guys generally confident that we are going to be at that Hearts Dundee game at Tynecastle October 17th? Ah, ooh, I think I'm ooh, maybe 60-40 aye. I think once they see these trial games they're, they're wanting to do in September will be that'll be it. I mean, aye, some of us might be there, we might not all be there. I still think it'll be dodgy trying to fill out Tynecastle to 20,000 people to go to a game that just seems next year to me and it will it will be a sellout aye it's, yeah. especially with Dundee like that's aye. that's got hatred in it now oh aye gonna be screaming fuck the SFA for 91 <laughs> chucking emails at them plenty of emails paper aeroplanes it's a good idea hey We'll, well, we'll speak about the fixtures a wee bit more in a bit because we're going to speak about boycotting specifically and, and what our thoughts are on that. Um, speaking of 20,000 fans and, and season tickets, Simon, um, this week it's been confirmed that 9,000 season tickets have been sold, which is fantastic news. Um, how do you think it's looking going towards our target? Like Our target's 12,000. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think we'll hit that no bother. There's still a lot of people not able to buy their season ticket yet. Me being one of them, I've not been able to get a season ticket for a while because of work commitments. So mm-hmm. I know a few other people who are still to buy theirs. Um, yeah, I think once it opens up to general sale, I think there will be a lot more people buying a ticket. Yeah. I think they realise how, how important the club was to them. I think a lot yeah. of people took football happening for granted and the choice to go to games. And Although Hearts are well supported, I think, especially recently... And for just reasons, people have been a bit no arsed about going to Tynecastle, apart from big games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it's very obvious. You see games like against Hamilton and that, there's like 10,000 people there. Whereas I think if we were to play Hamilton, even although it's Dundee, that's, it'll sell it because of that. But if we, our first opening game was an absolute nabdy game at home, I think it would still be a sell Because I think people have realised how important it is and how much they do miss it. Yeah, so it's going to be about nine months, but by the time we play, what March to October? Yeah, it's a long time to wait to see the hats. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad I got to see them in Saint Mirren. I'm not glad. No. Um, Simon, a lot of people are comparing where we're at now with the SFA corruption with the last time we went down. Not similar circumstances, but with admin. You think there's a, a similar feeling, really? You think um, it kind of feels like the support? Well, you've kind of just touched on it, but the support's really behind the club again, like it was last time. Well, obviously, time. it's it's a much bigger following now. I think people could realise they can support Hearts to have that that output that you can support Hearts even if you can't make the games every week or even if you can't um, afford a season ticket. You can still send over some money on one-off donations and stuff like that, and it makes people feel more involved, and then that makes people feel more passionately about the club and it's a positive cycle that we're in right now Mm -hmm. I just think it's been so stale for so long that that's just been the problem and now there feels like there's a new energy about the club I don't know, I believe it when I see it and when we're back in the Premier League but what we need to do is if this does continue and we do get promoted, not just get complacent again and expect to be the top top best of the rest straight away Mm Mm-hmm and then get dissatisfied when we don't get that instantly. Yeah, that's a very good point. We've got some good young players, and this is the, the perfect time for them to get developed, surely, and build sensibly. Um, Paddy, just before we go on to other news, um, this week you've been particularly angry at one man from West Lovian, a certain Livingston's uh, piano playing, <laughs> singing a, a song about hearts going down. Would you like to speak about this? <laughs> um, I'd just like to say that Livingston have done brilliantly since, since they came back in the league. But this, well, I don't want to know what this guy is on. Like, I really don't. It, it wound me up. 
It didn't just wind me up. It was crap as well. It wasn't even good. It wasn't good patter. I don't no. mind a bit of banter, but it was utter shite. <laughs> like, was... we're talking about... I've got socks older than Livingston Football Club. <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to agree with you, Paddy. Like, that, you see some tweets about Hearts and what's going on, and it is dead funny, because you just have to take on the chin. It's our banter era. We're having a good time. But there is a line, and there's just bad part. Aye. And his pals need to go, right, at your age, you can't be filming yourself and putting up videos <laughs> on Twitter, right? <laughs> no matter no matter what the situation is, you just can't be doing that. You are a fully grown man. You might have more responsibility, like kids and that, and they have to deal with that as well. Uh, it looked like someone's dad. Aye, unfortunately. So we had it. He lives in Livingston as well, so all his kids' pals will be Rangers fans, so they definitely will batter him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good reason people in Livingston live in five-bedroom houses worth 13 grand. <laughs> okay, so we should now be joined by fans' favourite, Jolly Jambo. Hello, are you there? All right, Jarvie. How's it going? I don't bad, Ken. Could could be better, could be worse, eh? You know, there's a there's a life lesson for you, Jarvie. There's always somebody worse off than you, eh? Americans, hub supporters, American hub supporters, if there's any of them. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Jolly, it was good to see you last week at a, a day up in Gorgie. Do you enjoy yourself? Or a smashing night like eh? it was. It was nice to go out with the boys again. Well, you know, actually, I'm saying again, I hadn't even met these before, but a <laughs> fantastic evening. You know, probably had a too few many of the Guinnesses, and you know, well, can't really mind much uh, getting him and that. Well, you know, fantastic night though. The pitch, the pitch was looking fantastic. You know, it looked great, huge without the the lines on it though, man. Aye, it does look weird with the lines. So, Jolly, you said you can't make getting home. So last time we spoke to you, you were fleeing the country, you were in Benidorm, you managed to smuggle yourself back into Scotland in a boat, I believe, to get to Adi up in Gorgie. Where is it you're actually calling from now? Are you in the country or have you had to flee again? Well, no, no, you know, I can only use these big strong arms to row for Spain once, so, you know, that wasn't <laughs> happening, I wasn't going back for sure. Eh? But uh, what I can say that now is I'm, I'm in an undisclosed location in the Gorgie area, eh? you know, well, it may or may not be the back room at the Tyne Castle Arms. <laughs> well, you just, you just smuggled in. You're just living in the snug. I mean, who would you want to live in the snug of a pub? <laughs> nice. Um, seriously, what, what, is it, what have you been up to since you got back, Jolly? Well, you know, um, well, this weekend, you know, I spent, spent me stay in a, an intense battle with a, a Chinese munchie box. Real, real struggle there for me. Um, so my man Paddy, he, He'd got me onto these, didn't he, Ken? They did them, and then, Christ, what a food. <laughs> but then, much like the hearts, you know, I went back to my work yesterday, grinding away on the mean streets of Gorgie. No, right. me, and, me and my main man, Jorge. Jorge? What, what is it you do, Jolly? I'm, I'm just joking, his name's, his name's Dod. <laughs> but you know, you know me, I do, do about everything, Jarvie. Wheeling, dealing, eh? jack of all trades. Can't say too much, but, eh? uh, you know, it's... Eh, Got fingers in many pies, eh? I've actually got a couple of motors now if you're interested, eh? You know, you and your lady could cruise about the town in Maroon. <laughs> nah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, a good price, like, can nah, I'm sure you would, I'm sure you would. Good hearts, man, to hearts, man. Um, so, there's been a lot of talk this week, Jolly, about boycotting games next season. Um, obviously, there, there's a few teams in there where you wouldn't really want them to have a penny if you're hard-earned maroon pound. Um, we're going to speak about it a bit more on next week's show, but generally, what's your thoughts on boycotting? Oh, you know, look, I've listened to a lot of folk whinging this and that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to that broth and giving them any my money and all this nonsense. And to be honest, it gets me riled. It, it does. I hope you're not one of these people. Because, um, look, for a start, a lot of these people, you know, 
you can't boycott away games if you never went to away games in the first place. You know, <laughs> I've I've never been to Crufts. You know, it's no because I'm boycotting it. It's, no, I'm allergic to dugs, so <laughs> why would I go to Crufts? You know, it seems seems mad to me these these people who suddenly think you know if I didn't go it's any different to what they did before. But there you go. Secondly, though, look, we've all been locked up for months. You know, missing doing things. You know, seeing people going out having fun. You know, now you've got a chance to go out and enjoy yourself, skin your knees. You know, take that chance. Life's too short, man. You know, for for greeting and for greeting, taking your moral high ground. You know, get a grip, man. Go out there, go to the games. No, it just makes me angry, you know. And then, lastly, before I get really going on this, it's it's not like somebody else won't take your place at these games, you know. A club doesn't care if it's getting your twelve precious pounds or if it's getting it for somebody else. The hearts, the hearts need us all on the same page, hearts and souls behind the club, you know. So get to the games when it's when it's safe, obviously. Inspiring, inspiring stuff, Jolly. And still, it's still another 74 days to go as I speak to you until the season starts for us. Unbelievable. Imagine about the days up in Gorgie you could have in that time. <laughs> too many, too many. Aye, I think I, I completely get where you're coming from. The boycotting sounds good on paper, but once it comes, um, it's going to be hard to say no to away days, to going on your jollies up to, to Arbroath. Dundee. You're only you're only really hurting yourself, in my opinion, Aye. and the club, because they're not getting the support. You know, it doesn't make sense. Um, just finally, Jolly, um, on last week's show, while you were laying very low, um, you missed us talking about our kind of team of the decade, and since then we've been running Twitter polls again, something that we're going to speak a bit more um, next week on the results of that. Can I ask you, kind of, in summary, uh, what what's your thoughts on the Hearts generally over the last ten years? Um, to use a, a commonly used phrase, there's no point crying over spilled milk, is there? You know, it's uh, I mean, some highs in there. Feel like an awful lot of underachieving. Uh, to be honest, that's my general feeling for the last ten years. But I'm not really interested in that. You know, it's all about the next ten years and what we're going to do because we're building again, and I think great times, you know, are coming. Aye. Good. That's, that's nice and positive. <clears throat> Just to throw a couple of names at you, Jolly. Um, some of the names that have made both our team side, both the, the teams chosen by myself, Simon, Paddy and Hammy and on Twitter. Um, Ian Black, what's your thoughts on Mr Black? Well, you know, I'm, I'm uh, currently, well, obviously, knowing my house now, but when I do go back, they're looking to decorate, you know, <laughs> Mr Ian's obviously handy with a paintbrush so he's not a man you would want to annoy on a public forum like this might want to, might want to buy him at some point <laughs> We do talk about how much we love Ian Black quite a lot actually um, Marius Zulia <laughs> Marius Zuliakis yeah. sorry <laughs> Marius Zuliakis I don't know. Oh, I'm not <laughs> sure I am <laughs> It's going to spell it wrong I'm like uh, Anchorman, I just read anything that's in front of me <laughs> Uh, some boy, Jarvis. No, I think uh, Zalukas, I mean, Christ, what a player for the Hearts. And I think the kind of player I'd love to have with us now, you know, we could do it with exactly that kind of player, smashing into some of these these players in the Championship. You know, I think, I think, he'd, I think he'd stand head and shoulders above a lot of the players in the Championship. Hey, ideal player for the Championship. Um, and just finally, just to pick a name here, Lee Wallace. <sighs> Lee Wallace. Well, there's a song that includes a weapon and you can't say that on this kind of thing. So I'd say <laughs> uh, fantastic left-back when he was at the Hearts. But, you know, I feel he, he could have had a better time maybe if he'd just stayed with us. You know, he was a fantastic player. Right. Very true. OK, Jolly. Well, listen, I'll let you get back to your Guinness and the snug. You keep your heat doing. We'll speak to you again next week. All right, that'll, that'll do me, Jarvell. Catch you later. And mind and wash your hands for the Hearts. <laughs> Cheers, Jolly. Bye-bye. Here we are up in the UFO. Yes, it's time to speak about some unsolicited foreign offers. And we've actually got one for you this week, which is quite exciting. Um, so this week, Robbie Nielsen has confirmed that he would like to add two wingers as well as a central midfielder to the squad and has already spoken to Jim Jeffries about it. 
uh, with Big Jim looking at options out there, albeit with a long way to go and much complicated circumstances. Um, Simon, just to, to list the wingers we've got here, first of all, and get your thoughts on the, the winger situation at heart. So, right wingers, Sean Clare, right mid, right back, mainly a right mid. We've got Jamie Walker, Callum Morrison, and well, Anthony McDonald, the boy mainly plays in the middle. Um, left wing, as far as I can see, we've only got Lewis Moore on our books. Keeping those people <coughs> to mind, do you think he's right in needing two wingers? What do you reckon? Yep, I think we need about two players for every position. <laughs> Apart for right back. Apart for right back. Oh, because of Michael Smith, of course. Aye. I genuinely I I'd take I'd take a good player at any position in our team right now. On the bottom of the list would be striker. I think we'll be fine right there right now. Every other position, if we can get in a good player we should because we keep thinking we have a good team. Well clearly no. Mm-hmm. Like we're in the championship. Maybe not deserved, but we were bottom of the league. So we only have ourselves to blame. No, you're quite right. And Sean Clare was arguably the, the best player under Stendhal, but the, certainly the most improved player under Stendhal. Yeah, I'd love to see him continue because he was becoming a very good player. Mm. Um, he seemed to have a different a different energy about him. He seemed to go from being one of the most frustrating players to watch because you just seen talent and you just want them to move. Just fucking move and try when you lose the ball to get it back for example and now he's the hardest worker on the pitch Yeah, something's clicked in his head and I think it'll be good for his career if he can keep that up definitely I think with Claire uh, I think under Levine he wasn't told exactly what he should be doing yeah I think a lot of players were very very unclear on what they were supposed to be doing (laughs) that's true I just think with Stendhal his the direction what he wanted Claire to do on the wing was so specific that it made more out of him. If you, if that makes sense, like he's good at following the rules. The opposite of us at school, you tell him what to do, <laughs> he'll exactly do that, and he's done a brilliant job for Stendhal. So hopefully, you know Nielsen's um, you know, quite direct with him as well. A good man manager, I'm sure he will be. Um, the other options there, Simon, Jamie Walker. Um, I mean. If if that's it, if I mean, if you're going to have to play one of the two, Sean Clare and Jamie Walker, do you think we need another right another another right winger as well? Um, I don't think we need another right winger, but I do think we need more wingers. And if they play on the right as well, that's fine. Competition's needed. Mm-hmm. And Jamie Walker, I hope he can be more consistent. And then that is kind of like a new signing because I don't know what it is. It just didn't didn't click from last season. Something wasn't right. Um, hopefully this this season will be better. No. Um, Callum Morrison and Anthony, Anthony McDonald, would you like to see them both go on loan potentially? Nah, keep them in. They're good enough to be in the squad in the Premiership. They should be pushing for a start in the Championship. Fair enough. Um, Lewis Moore, so obviously he's going to have to get some competition in there. Personally, I'd like to see two left-wingers come in. And I guess without realising previously that we only had one left winger in the squad, um, Sam Nicholson. Great planning. A bad signing. Great planning. <laughs> really, really great planning. Aye. So yeah, we definitely need some depth on the wings. Can I just say that um, William and Chelsea? Edison Cavani can he play on the left wing? <laughs> but William can though, and he's won in a three-year contract. So we'll <laughs> give him three years of hearts and neighbour. On you come, son. <laughs> Um, Paddy, you guide that Cavani signed for Benfica and not the Hearts. I mean, fair dues to him. Probably sunnier there, so fair dues to him. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> You've seen the weather forecast for tomorrow? It's been a rain. There's Nate oh. Fountain Park Fry in Benfica, though. That's true. That is true. Fuck that. They've just got loads of cheap Nandos in Portugal. Um, Hammy, let's have a talk about Joel Sked's article in the Evening News this week. Um, having a look at potential targets for the, the centre midfield position. A few names to go through. We'll just go through them one by one and get your get your thoughts on it. Um, Ross McCrory, not the first time he's been linked with a loan move to Hearts. 
can kind of cover all over the place. He's captain Scotland at youth levels. Um, could you see McCrory coming in on loan? Aye. I think he would be a fairly decent addition as well. I think he plays in positions that we we need to cover. And just to go back a wee bit with regards to what Simon was saying, with diff- different players there, we need to remember that we are a club that is seems to be constantly hammered by injuries. So whilst we, ah, we've got Jamie Walker and Sean Clay that can maybe play there, it's absolutely bound that we'd have an injury. So a player like that coming in who can fill in at loads of different positions would be would be ideal in my opinion. Um, yeah. I don't really... I mean, I, I, I prefer a player to play a position and be good at that position, but it's always nice having a utility player there. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, exactly. It'd be good if he came in. We'll see. I, I reckon if McCrory is going to come to Hearts, it won't be until like a week, maybe two weeks before the season starts. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, I, I think Gerard would just keep a hold on just for pre-season in numbers. Yeah. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. Um, on to the, the second name on Neil's list. Um, Callum Butcher, whose name has popped up again. Obviously, Nielsen kind of publicly... Did he publicly say? I think he did, that he wanted to bring Callum Butcher to the club. It looks like a bit of a dead end. Have you seen anything about that a bit more? I cannot, for the life of me, see Dundee United giving us any players. No whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I, in return, don't want any of their players. Fair enough, it's a weird one. I mean, Callum Butcher started for Dundee United at the weekend there as well. Yeah, just doesn't doesn't add up to me. But I I think looking back, like Dundee United's the the players that Robin Nielsen knows, there's obviously going to be something there. But Mm -hmm. yeah, they'll probably be a bit arsy about it. And if if he's if we're getting to the end of the season and Dundee United are in eleventh in the SPFL. We should make every attempt to finish second so we can knock them in a playoff. <laughs> <laughs> just start dropping points. Just rest everyone. <laughs> uh, we're just going to rest until we play Dundee United. That would be fucking class. No. Getting Vanessa into first. Get us into the playoffs. Superb. That'd be um, nice. With Callum Butcher, like Simon said last week, um, it must be the the ma- the type of man that Callum Butcher is would be a good fit in the club, you know, yeah. a leader, which is obviously what we need. Um, hopefully, we can find a non-Dundonian one. Um, let's speak about the third and probably the most exciting name on the list for me, Hammy um, Yusuf Malumbu, uh, who's been a free agent now since June of last year, after um, mutual termination with Celtic. Um, but he's a f- he was a phenomenal player before he went to Celtic. What's your yep. thoughts? <laughs> um, I would take. I I think it's worth a gamble. Um, like you said, he was. It was Kelly, wasn't it? He was a yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd take him honestly. Was, I'd take incredible. him hands down. Um, but yeah, obviously never worked at Celtic. But you can say that about a massive list of players that get signed up by Celtic or Rangers and just don't make the cut and then get farmed out. So, oh, I I'd take him. 32 years old now. Did that put you off at all? Not in the championship. The only thing is, is what what is he wanting to be paid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Better than no income for a year. <laughs> That's not the way he's thinking. I think if Malumbu's to go to any club, I think Hearts is the, the perfect fit for him. If he need, he's going to need time to get Matt Sharp again, a bit like Peter Haran, he's been out longer than he's been without a club. And we're going to have which 10, is mental. <laughs> which is mental. Uh, we're going to have ten free season friendly friendlies. It looks like so that you know it's a nice long period for them to get into the squad, get back into playing regular first team football. I think Hearts would be a really good fit for them if we can afford them. Yeah, it seems to make sense against Park Thistle. Hey? Are all those friendlies against Partick Thistle? <laughs> Still to be confirmed, I can guarantee you will be playing them at least once. <laughs> we'll see. Um, a couple other names on this list, Tammy. Um, Sam Foley, similar one to Callum Butcher, um, a starter for St Mirren, um, another centre midfielder that does all the dogs' work. Um, do you know anything about Foley yourself? 
Not a whole lot, if I'm honest with you. Um, again, starting for St Mirren, would he be willing to take that drop down, even if it was for a season? Right, was he not in the squad for St Mirren's team at the weekend? He was another one like Butchery played as well. Yeah, but he's an important so, player for them. Eh? Like Hammy says, why would they bother? It won't. But it's not a October. good move. Maybe he wants more holidays. He just loves training and not playing games. <laughs> it's a tough one because I mean these players, you know, you, you would take them, but we're now in a position where we can't offer what they're currently getting with regards to sort of league that they're playing in. We yeah. could probably we've not got I we've not got a charmer. Can... We've not got a charmer like Craig Levine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> handing out four year deals on outrageous money. Yeah. Um, and actually going play. to that point we would need to shed quite a few players I imagine to get any of these yeah. I don't think we're going to be in a position to hand out big wages currently um, I think we well, I would like to think we could still pay more than St Mirren but we've still got a lot of dross on the books to get rid of first which is going to be difficult Speaking of uh, dross on the books, I was going to touch on this. I read this week that Luke Demure is trying to get a move back down south, which will be uh, music <laughs> to a lot of Ars fans' ears. Oh uh, no! <laughs> I mean, I am in two minds. I mean, I do think for how much we're paying him and the ability that he's got, and we're going to have a lot of the ball next season. I bet he would do a good job for us in the championship. What? But he would. I mean, if you were to look at look at it with rose tinted glasses, he could. But I'd much prefer for him to go. Yeah, it's, there's. Uh, it's. It would be. It would take something for him to for him to be on the team sheet for me to be all right with. Yeah. I just think you can't reward performances like that, and I honestly feel bad because he is a human being. But then again, if I was being that bad at my job, there's no chance I would be given another chance. <laughs> well, so, I mean, that, that last game in Paisley, he was the worst player on the park. That country mile didn't so far off the pace of the game. No, it's scary. We'll see. He just, he just loves just booting the ball against other people <laughs> and giving it straight to them. Yeah. Um. Hammy, let's talk about the last name that was on this list. Um, a bit more of an exciting one. Sam Hutchison from Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, now a free agent. His contract ended at the end of the season. Done a brilliant job for them. Um, he was really well liked at Sheffield. Um, he's had a very interesting career. He came through the Chelsea academies. He was forced to retire at 21 with a serious knee injury. Uh, made it back into professional football. and got himself back up to that kind of level. So he sounds very much like a Hearts player on paper. <laughs> um, have you been looking into Sam Hutchinson at all? What, what do you think about him? I would, yeah, without, without a shadow of a doubt, would take Sam Hutchinson. Um, he's played at a much higher level than the Scottish Championship. So he, I, I think he would, he would easily walk into our team. Um, again, a bit, of a, a bit of a utility player. I think he plays right back a lot. So, if the worst does happen and Michael Smith does leave, there's an able replacement. Um, but he can play defensive mid and centre-back, which midfield were crying out for something. Centre-backs, let's wait and see how that does. We, I think we could be fine at centre-back or we could be ravaged at centre-back. So, yeah. aye, I would take him. A bit of a... I think well, it's Sean Clare came for one of the Sheffield teams, didn't they, as well? Sheffield United or something That's like that. Good. So, yeah. um, aye, I would, I would easily take him. Still young as well. No, 31, sorry. But, 31. Uh-huh. Um, I think our average age of our defence is probably higher than that. So, uh, yeah, I would take No, him. it's probably the youngest, youngest position group in the league. Hickey, 17. Suter is, what, 24? Better, Halkett, yeah. a bit the same. Uh, Halkett, Halkett's, Halkett's 27, <laughs> isn't he? 27, 28. Is he that old? Nah. We've got that wrong. Maybe he's 25, 26. He um, looks older. Better, what's better now? 33. 
No, he's older than no. that, surely. Is he? 25. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and Smith's uh, 32 as well, I'm sure, thereabouts. Craig Calcutt's so, 25, I think. 25. So, like he says, I don't think it's overly old, 31 as well. And But again, you're, you're, just, you're always coming back to this question, would they want to come down? If you could guarantee them, you put these sort of things in that say, if we didn't get up, then fine, you can go. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do get up, you'll you know you'll be given the captaincy or something like that. Uh, that might sweeten the deal a little bit. But I think we need to we need to start concentrating on players who think playing for Hearts is an honour. So too many times we buy in players who think, oh, they're lucky to have me, and it's oh, a big issue. That we need, now. Yeah, we need to buy players who have something to prove, and they they think, oh, playing for Hearts, I better really fucking try here. Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity. I'm sick of seeing players coming in and just thinking, oh, well, if I play 10 or 12 games a year, I'll be all right. That's all, that's all, that's all I owe them. That's a good point. It's almost like uh, Ross Callahan when he came in. Ross Callahan gave everything 120%. He didn't quite have the ability to be playing at he, that level. He wasn't good enough, but I'm glad. I'm, I'd still much rather have Ross Callahan in there than Lloyd Demur. Nice, mm. would that? Yeah. Good point, Simon. And hopefully, with Jim Jeffries being there, mm-hmm. you know the list of imposters coming in will drastically reduce. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the sense that I want them to be good Gorgie boys and support Hearts. I just want them to think that playing for Hearts is a good chance for them in their career. Yeah. Whether they care level. about Hearts or not, I want them to care about their career and and prove it. Yeah. Totally know what you mean. People like Louis Demure probably came to Hearts and fell it was a step down. When yeah. you want players coming yeah. into the club where they go, oh, this is a good level here. I'm going to play my heart out. Yeah. Oh, good point. Play your hearts out. <laughs> play your hearts out. Keep washing Just your hands for the hearts. Show some hearts. <laughs> right, Hammy, if I was to put you on the spot here, let's, uh, let's rule out Callum Butcher and... Um, Callum Butcher and Sam Foley. I can't see either of them. Ross McCrory, Malumbu, or Sam Hutchison, who would you rather see come in? Ooh, that's actually quite a tough one. Um, probably McCrory, I think. Mm-hmm. Just And that's only that he's ahead of Malumbu because Malumbu's not played in such a while. Yeah. But of those three, I would, I'd quite happily take off where they'd be top. Because he's a Rangers man as well. <laughs> Rangers man. Like you said, Simon, I think McCrory would come in and want to show that he's, you know, a very good player at championship level. <clears throat> so he tries to force his way back into Rangers on a big move for himself. Maybe even to the Hearts on a permanent basis. Who knows? We'll see. Um, right, let's move on to our, our actual unsolicited foreign offer, Absolute Scenes Paddy. Aaron Hickey has been linked with 77 clubs in Europe now. Um, most recently, the rumours are that he either has or has scheduled plans to go to Bayern for a tour of the training facility. Um, and just to confirm the, the serious links, um, this week he's also been linked with Bologna, Aston Villa. So they join Man City, Bayern Munich, Lazio, obviously as well as Celtic and Rangers for his head. Um, there's also been rumours of a kind of realistic price tag of 1.5 million on his head. Um, Hickey has confirmed he does want to be playing first team football wherever he goes. There's a lot, lot going on in young Hickey's head at the moment, Paddy. What would your guidance to him be? Stay at hearts. <laughs> Says the drunk man in the corner. Stay, stay <laughs> Sitting in the pitch black. <laughs> um, if if Bayern Munich are genuinely in for them, for him, it'll be to p- play for the second team to start off with. Definitely, yeah. Because they've got that Alfonso Davis is also only like nineteen, that plays left yeah. back. Mm-hmm. But I would say go to Bayern because Germany develop football players like no other country. Sorry, Spain. <laughs> That's a good point. I was reading there's a, a big Bayern like fan account thing on Twitter this week 
um, like 10,000 plus followers and had done this whole bit about Hickey. Um, and it was saying that the current left back in the Bayern second team has just moved to some other fucking German team. Um, so they need a left back now. And it all seems to add up and it, it does seem genuine. So imagine that happens. Aaron Hickey goes to Bayern Munich. Jaden Sancho yeah, went I- to Dortmund. And now he's apparently worth 120 million. So, yeah. you're saying Aaron Hickey is going to be better than Jaden Sancho, <laughs> or on the same career trajectory? I'm, I'm saying he's that good now. <laughs> See, with some development, who knows? Who knows what level Hickey could play at? I'm not saying Sancho's level, 100 million to Man United, but you know he, he could easily be playing in the Premiership in a couple of years, English Prem. It's just the bias. It's the bias towards Scottish players, isn't it, though? Yeah. He would join us. Another young Scottish player already in the Bayern youth system there. I knew it five minutes ago, but not anymore. Um, but they, they've played together through the, the Scottish youth, youth set-up for years as well. Um, very good chance we're going to see young Hickey go to Bayern. Um, other left-backs we've got, Paddy. Um, who have we got? A.D. White, Ben Garuccio. You happy? <laughs> you happy with those two options for a year in the championship? Even? Um, no. <laughs> no. You know, a fan of Big Ben. He, he could do a job. I want Lee, get Lee Wallace back. <laughs> <laughs> He's at Rangers. <laughs> the, the, the London London Rangers. The London Rangers called. No, I wonder I think, how much uh, left on his contract. I think Garuccio is a good choice for the championship at least. I think he's he can develop into be a good player. I like him. I know it's very much a very old traditional view, but he passes the eye test. His touch, his pass, his physicality does seem like a good player. Mm-hmm. And it may be a good chance for him to develop as a player playing consistently in the championship because he's not very played very consistently. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's very cultured to a left back. Definitely. Um, speaking of other cultured players attractive on the eye, Simon, Ollie Ollie Lee is coming back to Hearts and into the first team, reportedly. Um, I like it. I, I genuinely thought he was an alright player under under Levine, um, yeah, so and I. that's saying something because mm-hmm. everyone was absolutely shite. Yeah, <laughs> I really liked him under. Yeah, I thought he was a good player. Really didn't get last season why he was loaned out. To be honest, no, it, it was a personal fallout with Levine. Like he want, he wanted to be at the club. It wasn't his fault at all, apparently. Um, a very nice positive centre midfielder, always looking forward. Um, I think young young players like Andy Irvin playing alongside him, you know, could learn a lot. So here's hoping. Um, it will be very very strange if we've got Ollie Lee and Peter Haring back in midfield after a year without. Just go right. We just go back to like it's 2018 again. And Levine's just sitting there going, "Told you so." <laughs> Crazy. Um, just finally, before we uh, depart the UFO, Hammy, we've had some terrible news over the last fortnight, actually. Devastating for me, the news that Regina have signed Kyle Lafferty and stole him from my hands. Sorry, Hart's hands. Are you upset yourself? Um, to be honest with you, I was a wee bit, because there was a little bit of hope that he would come back. And Again, I, I still think we're pretty set up top we're, we're not crying out for new strikers but he was he was very good at hearts and I think he would score for fun in the championship mm-hmm. um, if he could get the right sort of main uh, the right mindset of playing because he always seemed to just score against Celtic and Hibs and Rangers so <laughs> um, I, it would have been good to have him back but he's gone now Aye. sunnier shores just, oh, uh, he's got plenty of time to fuck it up and come back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Maybe he's just having a holiday till October. Now he's back terminated by mutual consent and he's back in Gorgie. <laughs> um, Hammy, just a, a quick word on our strikers overall. Um, Uchi, Connor Washington, Liam Boyce, 
Stephen Naismith, although he's obviously plays in behind, um, and Craig Whiten. What's the future for Whiten? You think we're going to see him in and around the first team squad behind, no. you know, four, three or four big names, really? Yeah, I I think Whiten was one of these sort of project players that Levine really liked, and he wanted to bring him through and and make him the star striker, and it, it never happened for him. And he never looked like he had a lot of confidence when he was playing. And the thing with being a striker at Hearts, it's an absolute hell if you're if you're crap because the fans get on top of you so much. Um, so if he didn't hit the ground running, he was sort of screwed for the start. He didn't look brilliant anyway and I could see him getting um, chucked to where he came for Dundee or something didn't they so I could see him going back to another team in the championship we've got you know Uchi's going to be scoring 30 goals this season so we don't really need him <laughs> as well really? no I think you're right and the, the thing is as well with Whiten I think he was given ample opportunity he, he was given as long an opportunity as Greg Levine was before mm. he was left the first team again. So, right, I think... Did, did Stendhal put him in the reserves? Am that right? I'm sure Stendhal ah. played him once or twice at the start, and that was it. Yeah. Seen enough of him. Well, Hammy, I've not set this up very nicely, because I'm going to go back to you now, because it's time for Out of Context Jambles Kickback. Away and don't talk a lot of shame. So, <coughs> Jambo's kickback this week. Uh, actually, there wasn't actually a lot after the court case ended. The forum sort of, you know, died to death a little bit because there's not a lot to talk about anymore. Even um, there was a thread called "This Weekend's Scottish Premiership Football" for anyone who gives a fuck. There were seven pages, so obviously quite a few of them did. But I found a lovely thread about what the Hearts fans could do if we're not allowed in the stadium um, on October, as we talked about earlier. Now, a lot of them were talking about um, putting up, you know, the pictures of faces and right, uh, yeah. the seats, the cardboard cutouts. One of the fans um, said he would pay 25 bucks for a cardboard cutout of Ulrika Johnson to sit in the lower wheat field, which <laughs> I thought was a bit weird. What, has he not watched telly since the 90s? <laughs> I know this is out of context, Jambles kicked back, but was there any context behind that? No, nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Um, there was some, some more, um, what I thought, better ideas. There was actually one that said that advertising, just match-by-match match basis, just put advertising all over the seats, which that's some much-needed money. It's not a terrible idea, but Could advertise time, the podcast on it, cover section. <laughs> We would also be selling our souls as Hearts fans, so I'm against that a wee bit. Um, another one said, just two, just need two massive banners, SPFL equals corrupt and Doncaster out. And I think, you know, that, would, nice. that would hit the point. I think the banner should say Doncaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's your kind of humour, Paddy. You've got another one who wanted, uh, who wanted banners as well. <laughs> <laughs> but these banners were to say um, blood doesn't show in a maroon jersey lest we forget the number of hearts victories v hibs comparison only hearts Robbie, Rudy, Dave Mackay, 5-1-2012 etc I and a big flag is suggested so there was those ones that um, I thought well you know I can, I can get behind some of them mm-hmm. and then it gets a bit weird and a bit out of context I feel um, so there was um, somebody wanted coconuts uh, behind the goals. Now, I think we all remember Hibs fans chucking coconuts on the pitch. Hmm. Um, but this one wanted each seat has a coconut with Neil Doncaster's face mask on it. At least if we don't hit the target, we might hit some Neil Doncasters. It could be an in-play bet. Next player to hit a Neil Doncaster. <laughs> you can tell all the people writing these forms are of a certain age. Ulrika Johnson's the hot girl that they remember. Going, going to the carnival and throwing things at coconuts is the pastime they're thinking of. All right, then. And, well, I think we've got a couple of the young team now because um, somebody wanted, you know how they put in, essentially it's canned cheers into the stadium and stuff. Yeah. yeah somebody wanted some canned... Um, 
some canned sectarian chanting would be good. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what we should do. We should record the stuff that's going to get us a fine. <laughs> and, uh, just, <laughs> just to <laughs> lead off from that, another person says, um, a cardboard cutout of Doncaster with a bullet hole in his forehead. I would pay £25 oh, for that. yeah. Whoa, what an absolutely fantastic idea. <laughs> Going full old farm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was it. <laughs> well, that's all we have time for this week, folks. Um, if you've enjoyed today's show, do tell all your Jambo pals and spread the good word on social media. Uh, if you're not following us already, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. And for some reason, if you want to send us an email, it's heartspodcast at gmail.com. A special thanks to Padman Scoop Productions for his copious amounts of editing time as ever. So until next time, as Jolly Jamble says, keep washing your hands for the hearts, keep your ear to the ground, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.